Amen. God's word for our meditation this morning is our epistle lesson from Colossians chapter 1. Paul writes by inspiration of the Spirit. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. This is the word of our Lord. Dear Christians, I have a serious question that I want you to consider this morning. How big is your Jesus? Or maybe conversely ask you the question, how small is your Jesus? Is he small enough that you can just put in your pocket like a good luck charm? That you pull out whenever you need him, whenever you're in trouble? But otherwise, he just stays kind of tucked away and maybe even forget about him. Or maybe a little more like AAA. Right? You pay your dues, and then you only really think about it when you need it, right? When you're in trouble. How big is your Jesus? Can you fit him into one hour in a week on a Sunday morning? Can you? Or maybe one a month? Or maybe if something comes up, something that you think is better, or are you just too tired, or you just don't feel like it, then forget that too. How big is your Jesus? When you leave here, does he go home with you? Is he in your home? Is he big enough to be there? Is he talked about? Is he read about? Is he prayed to? How big or small is your Jesus? Does he go with you to work and see the decisions you make and the things you say? Kids, is he with you? Is your Jesus big enough to be there with you when, when your parents aren't and your teachers aren't looking? How big is your Jesus? Is he in your conversations with friends? Right, that, that Christian friend who is hurting and needs trouble, or who's in trouble and needs help, who needs comfort. That son or that daughter who is strayed from the faith. How big is your Jesus? How about that non-Christian friend who's searching for peace and hope in their life, or maybe thinks that they've got it all figured out and they don't need anything? Is Jesus big enough to be in conversations with that friend too? How big is your Jesus when you're considering sin? 
Does he come to mind? When that opportunity to sin is right there in front of you? When you're all alone? When you think that no one else will ever find out? How big is your Jesus? Has Jesus just become an example to you? Someone to pattern your life after. Someone to be like. And that's really about it. Or even worse, has Jesus just become a character in a book to you? Just like any other book that you read or any movie that you watch. Not really real. Just a character. Friends, if this is this is your idea of Jesus, any of this or all of this, then you don't really know the real Jesus. And you've got to consider how big is your Jesus or how small have you made him. And it's time for you to be introduced to or be reintroduced to the Jesus. And that's what this lesson in front of us helps us do. To see who the real Jesus is. Not a good luck charm, not triple A, not someone you can shove into one hour of your week and forget about the rest of the week. Not someone who's just there when you're in trouble, not just someone that, that you can avoid and forget about. Paul writes to these Colossian Christians who were being challenged in their faith on who this Jesus was. They were being told that he was just a guy. He was just a man who had become God. That, that he really wasn't who the apostles were saying he was. And Paul does not hold back. And friends, you don't want him to hold back on you this morning either. If you have made your Jesus into something so small. Here we see the real Jesus and who he is. Not your idea of him, but who he really is. We're going to walk through this section and just see how Spirit leads Paul to unfold who the real Jesus is. And we're actually going to start in verse 15. It says that he is the Son who is the image of the invisible God. You see, this Jesus is not just a man. He is God. He is the, in the image of God. He is the Son of God himself, the second person of the Trinity, immortal, all-knowing, all-powerful, present everywhere, eternal. This is who Jesus is. That's how big Jesus is. He fills all things. He knows all things. He has power over all things because he is God himself. This Jesus is the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. This Jesus, who we try to shove into one hour of a week, who we see as a good luck charm, who we see as someone who maybe we'll think about here and there, is the creator of all things, visible and invisible. There is nothing in this universe that is here without him creating it. 
You don't have life without Jesus. You don't exist without Jesus. This Jesus is the creator of all things. And did you notice that it was created through him and it was created for him? It all belongs to him. You and everything in this universe are his. Don't think too small of this Jesus. Who is this Jesus? He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. This universe continues to stand because Jesus says so. You continue to breathe in air because Jesus allows it. Every atom, every particle, every cell, every element holds together because Jesus says so. Don't think too small of this Jesus. Who is this Jesus? He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. He is the church with you. He is the head of the church and you are his body. Without him, there is no church. There is no reason for us to gather here. There is no faith. There is no hope. There is no life after the grave. There's nothing. There's no purpose in living. There's nothing at all without Jesus. Don't think too small of this Jesus. Who is this Jesus? He is God. He is creator. He is sustainer. He is the head of the church. He is in all things and it's for all things that everything exists. It's through him that everything continues to exist. He's not a good luck charm. He's not someone you can relegate to one hour a, a week or maybe a month. He's not someone that you may, may or may not talk about at home. He is God. He is creator. He is sustainer. He is the head of the church. And in addition to all that, he's your savior. You see, while he is God and has all power and all authority, he loved you so much he was willing to leave all of that and to come into this world and to rescue you. To rescue you from every sin, from every time that you have just seen him like triple A or, or, or that he didn't have part of your whole, that he didn't have your whole life, just a part of your life, that you could relegate him to just this one section of your life, that, that you could forget about him when you go to work or when no one else is around, he died. This is the way Paul pulls it, puts it. He, he bookends this section with these, these wonderful pictures of what this son of God has done for us. Verse 13, he says, God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Don't think too small of this, Jesus. Because while he is God himself, he came to this earth to rescue you from the dominion of darkness, to take you from the jaws of hell and the power of Satan and to bring you out of that darkness of sin and unbelief and into his kingdom, into the kingdom of light, into the kingdom of peace 
and safety and security and righteousness and hope and peace. God did this for you through his very son whom he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Don't think too small of this, Jesus, because this is the very one who has redeemed you and rescued you and brought you into the kingdom of God and forgiven every sin at the cross. Paul ends this section by saying that God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and Christ and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. This Jesus, this Jesus who we forget about so often, this Jesus that isn't on our minds every moment of every day, this Jesus who we think we can just stick into one hour a week, is the very one who reconciled us to God. The very one who made peace with us and God by, by shedding his own innocent blood on a cross. This is the real Jesus. This is the Jesus that is revealed to you here. This is the Jesus that, that the Holy Spirit wants you to know and to believe in and to hold on to and to know what a difference that makes when you know the real Jesus, when you realize how big your Jesus really is. That he's not just someone to call on when you're in trouble, like AAA, but he is always there, always with you, to be with you in the struggles and the challenges, yes, but through the joys and the blessings too. That she says, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. The truth of just how big your Jesus is helps you realize that I don't just stick him into one hour on a Sunday morning. But every moment of every day is worship and praise for the one who has given me life, physical life, but spiritual life and eternal life. That I know that I have nothing without him. Nothing at all. That it's only through him that I continue to exist. And that the reason that I will get to live with him forever. Don't forget how big your Jesus is. That as you go to work. As you're at school. As you sit down to do your budgets. In your conversations that, that Jesus is in the midst of all of that to strengthen you, to guide you, to forgive you, to empower you to live for him. Don't forget how big your Jesus is. That he's someone that I want to talk about in every chance that I get with that Christian friend who needs to hear about their sins forgiven. That Christian friend who needs comfort and peace through Jesus Christ. That non-Christian friend who needs to know about their Savior and their God too. Don't forget how big your Jesus is. That he's more than just your example. Way more. He's your Savior. He's your substitute. He's not just a character in a book. He is the living God. Who reigns and rules all things for you. For his church for your good, for your eternal good.
This Jesus is big enough to fill the whole world, but yet to fill your heart too. With his peace and his joy and his strength. This Jesus, who rules over all things, is big enough to also rule your life too. And to guide you and be with you and assure you that nothing happens outside of his control. This Jesus who is big enough to forgive every single one of your sins. This Jesus who is big enough to promise you what no one else can. Eternal life. Through his blood shed for you. Through his victory over the grave. Through his promise that you will live forever with him. As I said at the beginning of the service, this is Christ the King Sunday. And this is the final Sunday of the church year. Next, year, next Sunday begins a new church year at the season of Advent. But what a wonderful way, what a glorious way for us to end a church year remembering who Jesus is. That no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what is going on in our world, that Jesus reigns and rules. That your Jesus is over all. And he is with you. And he will continue to come to you in word and sacrament and reveal himself to you so that you can know every one of these blessings that are yours. That can only come through him. To him be glory in the church forever and ever. Amen.